love to read. In fact, right now there's a big pile of books that I need to take back to the library. They're a little bit overdue, just to be honest. Don't tell anybody. Anyway, if you looked at the number of books that I have checked out over the summer, you would think, wow, she's doing great. But the reality is, I didn't read all of those books. Some books I opened and either it didn't capture my attention and I just decided I'm not going to read this one. And some I opened with the intentions of reading, but just never got around to it. In email marketing, we get all excited about open rates. It kind of becomes the end-all be-all statistic because we believe that indicates that people are actually opening and reading our emails. But are they really? Just because they open your email doesn't mean they're actually reading and consuming the information. And today we're going to talk about some tips that you can use to create a more readable newsletter. And spoiler alert, it has nothing to do with writing. Have you ever wanted a bossy big sister for your business? Someone to tell you exactly what to do to create high converting copy so you can close your laptop with confidence knowing that you've created words that work? Welcome to the Copywriting for Business Owners podcast. Hi, I'm Megan Wisdom, a certified copywriter and bona fide big sis who's helped five, six, and seven-figure business owners make thousands of dollars through email marketing. Listen, I understand how exhausting it is to find leads and try to make money online, but it is possible for you to grow your business. You just don't know how. Let me teach you. I'll share copywriting and email marketing tips to help your business connect with your ideal clients who will actually buy. It's time to stop struggling. Let's start selling. Hey, did you know that we offer a full service email marketing package? This is designed for the busy entrepreneur who is just like, take this email marketing stuff off my hands, please. We do all the formatting. We do all the writing. We do all the scheduling. We do all the metrics tracking, and then we also create strategy specifically based on your individual metric. It really is designed to help you stress less and make more sales. If you're interested in that, check out the link in the show notes. You know that the content of an email is crucial, right? But the way it's presented is equally important. Today, we're going to talk about why well-designed emails actually help readers to read on and consume the information you're providing, but also some key elements to consider when formatting your emails. Let's start by talking about fonts. Your fonts need to be readable. They need to be easy to read on screens. And so sans serif fonts like Arial, Helvetica, or Roboto are generally preferred for body text because they're simple and easy to read, while overly decorative fonts are saved for your sprinkles, right? Your headlines or titles, any kind of huge emphasis. You don't want to use a small font either. So somewhere between a 14 to 16 point is a good thing. You don't want it to be too big because that looks comical, but you also don't want it to be too too small. Have y'all noticed the younger generation? I'm sorry, I sound like an old geezer, but on Instagram stories, they use this little teeny tiny font and you can't even read it. That drives me nuts. So don't use very small font in your emails as well, because you never know who's reading. People need to be able to read the words or they're just going to click out. Okay. Speaking of old geezers, there are certain fonts that will definitely peg you as an old geezer. If you're using things like Comic Sans, Papyrus, Impact, Brush script, curls, MT, all those old school fonts that came out in the 90s when we were all like going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over computers because it was a brand new thing and everybody was on Microsoft Word making fancy curly script signs that will definitely peg you as being unprofessional and maybe like it's time to go get a colonoscopy (laughs) because you're a person of a certain age. Avoid those fonts. I don't care if you're 23 or 73. Avoid those fonts. Next up, you want to make sure you're using contrasting colors. 
You want to make sure there's enough difference between the text and the background colors. This helps with readability. So you want dark text on a light background, which is kind of standard, right? Most people are using a white background with black text, or you want to have a dark background with light text. You might see a website that is black background with white text. You don't want to have light text on a light background or dark text on a dark background because it's just going to disappear into the background. Make sure it's enough of a contrasting color to read. Another formatting issue you want to consider is to always use a button. This gives your reader a clear call to action and easy navigation. It really helps your call to action stand out. It tells them exactly what to do. And I find that buttons typically have a higher click rate than any other hyperlink that we use in emails. So utilize those buttons. Now, this is the most important part of formatting, in my opinion, and that has to do with the use of white space and paragraph spacing. White space is not wasted space. It's an essential element of design. That is common practice among graphic designers and any kind of desktop publishing. You want to have spacing to make the content more scannable and readable. Here's the problem, guys. We are lazy readers now. Our brains are so used to instant gratification that if we see anything that looks like it's going to be time consuming, we just fold. We give up. So when your readers open your emails, the very first thing their brain is going to ask is, is this going to take a long time? (laughs) And if it is, the answer is yes. They're like, forget it. Click. We want to make sure that the reader feels like they can get through the email, that it's not going to be troublesome or time consuming. And the way we do that is with white space. When you have ample white space around the text and paragraphs, it makes the content easier to read. It creates this like separation between the sections and prevents it from looking cluttered and from looking like this is going to be hard. (laughs) When you provide white space, it helps guide the eye through the content in a logical manner. It kind of organizes the space and makes it feel like, okay, I can go a little bit further. I can go a little bit further. White space also draws attention to important or focal elements in the message. So it can highlight important phrases, words, whatever your call to action is. That's important as well. And again, providing that white space helps for scannability for the people who are just like zipping through your emails. Will they still get the gist of your email and find what they're looking for? Yes. So you want to make sure that you're using white space. I recommend not clumping together more than two sentences in one section. Now, this is going to be hard for those of you who are used to academic style writing because, you know, two sentences does not make a proper paragraph. I had to throw those things out the window. You know, I've been an English teacher for years and that was a very hard transition for me. Just think of copywriting as a completely different beast. It has its own set of rules. You know, it has its own set of grammar rules and be okay with you're following the copywriting rules. You may not be following the strunk and white elements of style, but we have our own elements of style when it comes to copywriting. So be okay with very short paragraphs. Be okay with having incomplete sentences with spaces around them to emphasize whatever it is. That's okay for this type of writing. One more thing you might want to consider is your image sizes. You don't want ginormous images in your emails. Large, uncompressed images can slow down the loading times and it can frustrate people if they're trying to open an email and they can see that there's a big chunk, a big box where there should be an image, but nothing's showing up. It's just going to feel wonky. 
cool it on graphics and images. Maybe just use a few key images. Make sure they're optimized for size. They're not too big. They're not taking up all the space. And also, I would recommend not starting your email with a ginormous picture. I've seen this a lot in many emails. And I understand most people are thinking, oh, this is going to capture their attention. It's going to help them remember who I am. And that's great. But I think maybe using a smaller logo at the top is a better way of doing that because you really want to get the readers straight into the content. You want them reading your email absorbing the information that you're sharing instead of being distracted by the pictures or just opening the email and the only thing they see at first is the image and maybe just clicking off and never reading on. We also want to make sure that you have a clear and scannable content in your email. In addition to the white space that we already talked about, there are some formatting tools that you can use to help break up that text even further and also help the skimmers still get the gist of the message. One way to do that is by using italics. Have you ever been at a play and the main character's in dialogue with another character and they stop for a moment and they turn and speak to the audience? They either give some kind of funny quip or insight information. This is called an aside and I love to use it in email marketing. And when I do so, I use it italics to kind of emphasize that this is not the most important thing in the email, but it's just, you know, a little sprinkle on top, kind of like a sprinkle of personality that kind of adds that trust factor. But it also, by using the italics, kind of separates it from the main message and it gives your eyes a break. They see the regular font next to the italic font and your brain kind of sees that as two different sections and it makes it easier to process. So use italics. I like to do that with the sides. I also like to use it whenever there's like dialogue for sure, like someone's quoting something or saying something, or maybe it's just like a funny quip. All of those things, I like to use italics. Don't go crazy with the italics. Again, it should be sprinkles on top of your cupcakes, not the entire cake itself. And finally, you want to use bolded words in your emails as well. Here's the thing. It's going to help your words stand out. So only bold things that are important. Okay, I'm about to share with you a really good copy tip. Are you ready? When you finish bolding keywords or key statements in your email, go back and read just those things and ask yourself, if this is the only thing I read in this email, will I get the gist of the email? That is the key. You want to have everything bolded that basically summarizes the key points of the email because skimmers will stop long enough to read the bolded words, even if they don't read the rest. Use your bolding sparingly, but purposefully. Okay, that's it. Those are some key tips to format your emails so that people will actually read them because we really don't care about open rates all that much. What we ultimately want is to make more sales. In order to do that, step one is yes, to get them to open it. But step two is to actually consume the email and do the thing that you want them to do. Hey, real quick before you go, if you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd be so grateful if you shared it with a business bestie or better yet, leave a review on iTunes because by doing so, you'll help this podcast reach more business owners who can learn how to use copywriting to grow their businesses. And that's what we're all about here. So thanks. 